0: Welcome back to Locked On Red Sox on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and for the first time in a long time, we have Boston sports drama to talk about on today's episode of Locked On Red Sox. This is so exciting. I feel like somebody who was starved for like a month and then gets led into a room with just like a feast of pizza and ramen and candy and popcorn, everything you could possibly want to eat. Literally one little crumb of Boston sports news and dramatic news at that, and I am just drooling. So let's get right into it. The findings of the Red Sox 2018 sign stealing investigation finally came out. It's been since December, I think, that this has been going on. And unsurprisingly, the investigation basically turned up nothing which is a very nice and vindicating for Boston Red Sox fans like myself, who have spent the last five months or however long it's been, I, there is no time in coronavirus world anymore, months being bullied and harassed online for something that their team did. Now, for starters, a friendly reminder, fans have no say over what happens on their team. They have no control over what's going on. They are literally just supporting the team that they love, And that most of them were raised to love. So it's like not even a choice. You're just a fan since birth. And they don't decide whether or not their team are cheaters. Whether or not their team did something wrong. Who to fire. Who to trade. Whatever. So if you're someone who's harassing people online for being a fan of a sports team. If they're not harassing you first. Don't do it. It's not cool. So today The Athletic released an article with the findings and then the report came out shout out to my friend evan Drelick, who has been doing this reporting for months and getting harassed up the wazoo for it evan you were just doing your job and while i think that you should have been a little harder on the yankees and pushed for them to be investigated too because you can't name the yankees 70 times in an article about sign stealing and then just have the red Sox be investigated on their own and make it seem like the red Sox were the only team doing this thank you for doing your job Now, if you don't subscribe to The Athletic, for starters, you should, it's great. And also, they're currently doing a three-month free trial, so you can read all of this awesome content on The Athletic for free, and if you don't like it or don't wanna keep paying for it at the end of your three-month trial, you can simply not become a paying subscriber. If you're someone who doesn't wanna actually click an article and chooses to be willfully ignorant, or you have some other reason that you didn't wanna educate yourself about the findings of this report, I am here for you. I'm going to break it down. Here are the highlights from the Red Sox investigation results. For starters, unlike the Houston Astros, the Red Sox front office manager and players were found not guilty of being involved in electronic sign stealing. This is key because with the Houston investigation, you'll remember their front office had their own version of cheating going on with their codebreaker computer program. The manager, A.J. Hinch knew that his team was cheating and did nothing to stop it except half-heartedly break some TV monitors that they were illegally using. And the players were the ones who actually came up with a large component of their cheating scheme. So top to bottom, a really ridiculous situation in Houston, and the Red Sox were found to be not doing any of those things. The Red Sox video replay system operator J.T. Watkins has been named the primary culprit and is suspended for the 2020 season and will not be able to resume his video replay room operation job for 2021 or the 2021 postseason either. The Athletic calls him, quote, a rogue employee. Does this mean that he's the only person that was doing something shady in the Red Sox organization? Highly doubtful. Is he a scapegoat? I don't know. I'm literally going off what I read in the report and in the Athletic's coverage of it. The report goes on to say that the Red Sox did not cheat in the 2018 postseason, which was already pretty much a foregone conclusion due to the fact that in 2018, sign stealing was such a rampant fear among MLB teams and teams were reporting each other for suspicions of sign stealing that for the 2018 postseason, MLB placed its own officials in the video replay rooms to monitor them for the entirety of the month of October 2018 to ensure that there was no misconduct by any team. So the Red Sox won the 2018 World Series fair and square. They also were found to not be cheating in 2019, which is pretty obvious given the fact that they were terrible in 2019. The punishment is that the Red Sox will forfeit a second round draft pick, but they will not be fined. The Astros were forced to forfeit both their first and second round picks in 2020 and pay the maximum fine of $5 million, as well as suspend Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch for a year, who were then, of course, fired later that day by the Astros' team owner, Jim Crane. Now, like A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, Alex Cora is suspended for the 2020 season, but the report makes it clear that he's only being suspended due to his involvement in Houston scandal, and he was found to not have played any role in illicit activity with the Red Sox. This is significant and noteworthy for two reasons. In 2017, when the Red Sox and Yankees were both investigated for cheating, Manfred stated that going forward, any teams that were found guilty of these kinds of misconduct, he would be holding GMs and managers responsible, since they are supposed to be the ones in charge of their teams. Instead of players, the blame would fall on GMs and managers. And that is why Lunau and Hinch were punished, even though the Astros players were the ones who had cheated. Aside from the past precedent, Manfred's logic was, well, Hinch was their manager. He should have expressly told them not to cheat, and he should have done something about the fact that they were cheating. But the reason that this is noteworthy regarding Cora is because if Cora had been found to be taking part in illicit activity in Boston... Manfred would have held him responsible, under his own past precedent, of holding GMs and managers responsible for any team sign-stealing misconduct, but Cora is only being punished for his behavior in Houston. And the last part of the report that I will quote is, the league viewed the Red Sox conduct as far less severe, a less direct and flagrant method. So yes, the Red Sox did something wrong, or certain people on the Red Sox did something wrong. But the Red Sox did not do what the Astros did. You're basically equating it to saying that someone who steals a loaf of bread should get the same jail sentence as somebody who robbed a bank. You cannot compare the two things. Of course, people all over Twitter are going absolutely nuts because a quote-unquote cheating Boston team escaped major punishment again. They're talking about Deflategate. They're talking about this. They're talking about Apple Watches. They're making Astros comparisons. And honestly, in this day and age, when there is so much information available at your fingertips, on Google, on all of these reputable websites, like the Athletic, the Boston Globe, Washington Post, it's pretty ridiculous to make these blanket comparisons when the facts of the cases are so different. And of course, unsurprisingly, the biggest problem with the fallout from these two cheating investigations that took up the entire offseason, spring training, and we are well into what should be the regular season, is that there aren't any real solutions that will prevent teams from doing this in the future. Because the Red Sox were the only team that was investigated for this kind of science dealing, even though other teams were named in the reports as doing the exact same thing. And if you don't And if you don't actually investigate all MLB teams to ensure that they're not doing the same thing, then teams will continue to do this unchecked because they know that they can get away with it. You're not actually effectively curtailing cheating. You're just investigating two teams for like six months. And the other thing is that there's a lot of talk going around about conflicting language in the report because players were adamant that they did not cheat It would be pretty stupid of them to go out there and be all adamant about it and openly say that they didn't cheat, knowing full well that MLB was reading their emails and their texts and interviewing them and could have called them on it if they were bluffing. But it doesn't seem like they were. And that makes me happy because this team seems like a bunch of really good guys. So I'm very happy to find out that they seem to have been telling the truth. But of course, the responsibility of teams is to convey and uphold MLB's rules. As ridiculous as some of them are, like the three batter minimum, MLB's rules are supposed to be enforced by teams. And for players to say that they didn't know about updated rules surrounding electronic sign stealing in 2018 and 2019... That's an issue that needs to be addressed in the form of MLB requiring teams to hold some kind of team meeting, which we already know that they have team meetings during spring training to start off each season. If MLB simply requires teams to hold a meeting on the first day of spring training and inform all players of any updated or new rules, then there's no way that players can deny being informed of new rules. It seems like such an easy solution that MLB could just implement this when they already know that teams are having these meetings. And the other one, of course, is what I've been saying on this podcast since I started Season 2 of Locked on Red Sox in February in the midst of all of this, which is that if teams eliminate the video replay rooms, they eliminate all of this. Without a video replay room, teams will not be able to misuse the video replay room to electronically steal signs because there won't be a video replay room That just eliminates all the temptation right there because you have the rooms sitting there unguarded with all of this information that they can use. And teams know that other teams are doing this and they want to be competitive. And they say, well, if everyone's doing it, is it really wrong or is it just what everyone's doing? And Manfred is big on pace of play. One of the things that takes up the most time in games is video replay rooms because it gives teams the options to challenge a call, which then forces a lengthy review of the play. Sometimes it has to go to New York. Sometimes it takes upwards of 10 minutes for them to decide. And that is what adds time onto games. So logically you would think that Manfred would see this as a win-win. He eliminates cheating and he bolsters his whole pace of play crusade. But that's too logical. Solving an actual problem would be too logical. So instead, they're keeping the focus on the Astros and the Red Sox, and they're not actually solving any problems for the future, which is so MLB of them to think short-term and not long-term about the actual success of baseball. Now, of course, with the Red Sox investigation finally being concluded, this brings up the possibility that the Red Sox will actually rehire Alex Cora in 2021. And I have to say, I don't think that they should. I'm sorry, I loved Alex Cora. He was our manager. I have said this so many times on this podcast, on other podcasts, on Twitter, to my friends. Alex Cora was supposed to be our manager for the long haul. He was supposed to be the guy that broke the pattern of the Red Sox hiring and firing managers every one to five years over the past 18 years. But he messed up. And it's not even that he messed up. It's that he made a choice. He chose to help the Houston Astros cheat and it doesn't seem like he cheated in Boston and the reason that I truly don't think that he cheated in Boston was because if he had cheated in Boston, I truly think that Manfred would have brought down the hammer on him and given him a bigger punishment and said that they found that he did something because why would you name Cora as the guy who did something in Houston and then sweep it under the rug if he did it in Boston too? After the botched investigation of the Houston scandal, Manfred spent extra time investigating the Red Sox. They interviewed people multiple times. They went through thousands of emails and text messages. They investigated the Red Sox to such an extreme degree, which, go for it. Investigate any and all cheating by any teams. Do it. My team, your team, Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, Dodgers, anyone. Just get rid of cheating. But my point is, Manfred would want to seem victorious after such backlash from the Houston Astros investigation. He would want to come out of this proverbially holding the guilty party by the collar and saying, we got the guy, if that was the case. And because he didn't do that, since that's not what happened here, it only reinforces the fact that what Cora did was what he was doing in Houston. And of course, also the fact that what Cora did in Houston is not what the Red Sox were doing, period. The situations are completely different. There are no trash cans being banged in the Fenway dugouts. But he still did something wrong. And I don't think that the Red Sox should have a manager who takes part in activity like that. The manager is the person who's supposed to be guiding the team, captaining the ship in the right direction. And unfortunately for Cora, he's always going to have this stain on his permanent record of being the guy who cheated in Houston and who was accused of cheating in Boston. That's never going to go away. Maybe one day he'll be able to come back to baseball, but I don't think the Red Sox should bring him back in 2021. And I honestly don't really think the Red Sox should be the ones to bring him back, period. If the Red Sox want to turn the page, as they love to say, whenever anything goes wrong, they want to move on and turn the page, If the Red Sox want to turn the page, they can't go back to a book from their past that's already been written. They need to move forward. And they can't move forward if Cora comes back. Of course, the other option is for the Red Sox to just say, screw it. We don't care what you think of us. We will totally embrace the villain role. We don't give a whatever. We'll be the villains. Bring back Cora. And there are plenty of Boston fans who will totally eat that up. They will absolutely love it. But for me, I don't want to see my favorite team go that route. I want them to be on the straight and narrow, doing the right thing. So this has been today's episode of Locked on Red Sox. I am absolutely exhausted. It's crazy how not having sports for over a month after also having an offseason renders you totally out of shape to handle crazy sports news. Just like mentally, it's exhausting. I have no stamina for this. Oh, and also, Gronk is unretiring, and the Patriots traded him to Tampa Bay so he could play with Tom Brady. And that happened in the last 24 hours, too. So basically, Boston Sports Twitter has been up in flames for, like, the last day. It's madness. And all I want is actual baseball. Today feels like the off season all over again, when all we were talking about was sign-stealing investigation and cheating, and there were no baseball games to make us feel better. And the whole off season, all I could think was, just get me to the baseball season so that we can finally start to play some baseball and all feel better because we're not sitting around without sports and complaining about the dark underbelly of sports. And less than two months after spring training started, here we are again with no sports. But as always, you can follow me on Twitter at G-F-S-T-A-R-R-1, and you can follow Lockdown Red Sox at L-O underscore Red Sox. And as I do every episode, I will sign off by reminding you to stay inside, be kind to people, or if you can't be kind to people, just, like, don't talk to them. There's no need for any extra unkindness in this world right now. And as always, go Red Sox.